This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. We got Lonnie Hammer from Hammer Down Hard. He is also in the past played with Jack Russell's Great White, Every Mother's Nightmare, and Black Oak, Arkansas, which we hope to get into a little bit. Hell yeah! Welcome on, man. Thanks for sitting down with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, great, great to sit around and talk to y'all. Right? Thank you. Right? You know, even our little Southern Rock and Blues podcast, which you fit into with. A lot of your history. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you can't get more Southern Rock than Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> how the hell, how do you get into Black Oak, Arkansas? I don't know. I guess uh, they heard about me and like my drumming or something. I don't know. Um, uh, I used to play in a band called Every Mother's Nightmare. And yes. uh, uh, Jim Dan used to come out and see us play all the time. And he just loved my drumming. So uh, he offered me the gig. And uh, uh, the rest is history. I loved it. I did our last record with him. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. Well, Jack Russell's Great White, you got a chance to play with him. What was that like? Man, I tell you what, playing with uh, him and all the songs, I mean, every song was a hit. I mean, I'm going, man, I can't believe I'm playing these songs. Like, <laughs> it's like, I love that song. Were, you a, that were song. you a fan prior to being on with him? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that was uh, in uh, just getting called for that gig, too. It was like, hey, hell yeah. You know, I'm down for that. I love this. It's a really blues-based and uh, just real smooth, you know, they get lumped into the hair metal thing, but they aren't. Exactly right, and yeah. It, and that's what we're about. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's it was such an honor playing with them. And uh, like I said, I was a big fan of the music to begin with, so how lucky am I? So is that a Memphis connection that, that when you were in Aubrey Mother's Nightmare, are you... Where are you from? I'm actually from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh, geez. okay. You I'm know a, what? You got your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me oh, busted. We got you figured out, Lonnie. <laughs> He's from North Dakota, but you don't really have much of a. They say well, some people have a Scandinavian accent. Yeah, well, that's what uh, I'm. Uh, my heritage is fin- Finland. Yeah, you know, Finlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was I was catching some of that, and I was wondering. I'm like, if you're from Memphis, Tennessee, I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, it's it's not sauna. It's a sauna. You know, <laughs> that's, you know that's the correct pronunciation. You know, from Finland. You know, it's a sauna. <laughs> well, we're neighbors. I'm from Ohio. He's from North Dakota. But you know, yeah. um, what's going on now with your new band? 
Hammer Down Hard? Well, um, basically, uh, uh, about, I started a band about three years ago. Okay. Me and my manager got together, and uh, I was a drummer at the time, and I decided uh, I wanted to... Uh, matter of fact, I called up uh, Rockfest in Kadat, Wisconsin, and I called a promoter up there. I said, hey, man, I got this new band called Hammer Down Hard. Uh, how do I get a gig? You know, can I, How can I play... And he goes, uh, just send me an email requesting it. And I did. He goes, you're in. But the funny nice. thing is, the only thing I had was the name Hammer Down Hard. I didn't, I didn't have one song written. I had nothing. I didn't have any members. And then I called up my manager, Kim. I said, hey, I just booked uh, Rockfest. <laughs> and she goes, really? And I said, oh, by the way, I'm not playing drums. I'm a singer. And she goes, okay. And she never heard me sing before. And um, so I went in the studio. We cut a... a uh, uh, my pilot song and uh, uh, me and Justin Reimer wrote my producer and we're friends with uh, Zach Myers from Shinedown okay and, yeah and uh, uh, Justin sent the song to uh, matter of fact he called uh, Zach and said hey actually texted him he <laughs> said hey well, Lonnie's in the studio cutting a song would you be interested in uh, uh, playing guitar on it and he, Zach goes well who's singing and he goes Lonnie and he because I'm a drummer and he, right, went, right, right. he goes alright well send it over so he emailed a song and uh, Zach got back. He goes, "Wow, I wasn't expecting that. When do you want me to come on in?" And uh, so then he played lead guitar on my first song, and uh, we recorded the rest of the record. And, uh, and uh, here I am. So were you? Okay, two questions. Were you doing background backing vocals when you drum, drum for like Black Oak, Arkansas, Jack Russell's Great White, Every Mother's Nightmare? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're already doing vocals. So you, you knew you could sing. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, just it was a whole different animal going up front and you know being bare naked without the drum. Do you ever find yourself like air drumming just by habit? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> it. And sometimes it helps the drummer find the punch bars. <laughs> or yeah. You gotta oh, find the pocket no, here, buddy. Come on, let's get time. No, I'm cool. I, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I, li- I love it. Um, the best part about it is uh, writing lyrics. And I, you know, look, I've been around the block. I play with everybody. I've done everything that uh, I possibly could ever be dream of. Right. But it was really nice to be able to write lyrics. And it's it's funny how much angst I had in my life. Because, you know, rock and roll or music industry is a lot of pitfalls. Yeah. So um, it was really uh, nice to put that stuff on paper. And... Uh, a lot of people are walking around kicking dogs now. So my part two question is, who is the best drummer singer? Well, uh, Dave Grohl, I mean. You oh, know, you, know, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah he's kind of like, almost like you. He started as a drummer, now he's a singer in a band, although he's playing Are you playing guitar? No, no okay. I, I could stumble around on a guitar, but I'm not. So, you know, we've had people like... Phil Collins mm-hmm. and my personal favorite Levon Helm Ooh. from the band, mm-hmm. right? I, he's a great he's a great singer. Yeah, you know. Yep. So I, I go I go with Levon, and you, you're number two. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, I right. don't like Phil Collins. Yeah, I yeah. Got you, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't, but uh, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> he's oh, well, he had a lot of money, a lot of hits, but I still hold it against him for that disastrous Led Zeppelin reunion at Live Aid where he played drums with them. It's oh. his fault, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Uh, probably not, but I'm going to blame him for it. <laughs> we can't Perfect. forget about Peter Chris. Well, yeah, Peter Chris. There you go. What would he sing, Beth? Yeah, and... And he's got such a cool voice. He does. I mean, yeah, he's, he's so got a different. Rod Stewart type of. I mean, it's a unique voice, and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, he does. So, where do we get your stuff? Where do we get Hammer Down? Website? Is there physical media? Where do we go listen to you? Get your get your material. Well, look, out on every you know, Amazon, everywhere you can get my songs and music stuff like that. We're on everything. Uh, just uh, look up Hammer Down Hard. Um, 
I like go, that name though. That's a pretty freaking cool name. Yeah, thanks. I try to stay relevant. You know, yeah. I mean, I just current and you know, like all the great names are already taken. So you got to have, you know, figure about. Uh, here's a couple of the records. Oh, here, thank you guys. Oh, Appreciate thank you. that. But um, and as a matter of fact, I did a, a re, uh, remake of the song "Fox on the Run." Oh yeah, and, cool. uh, from the band Sweet. Sweet, yeah. And uh, it was on the Days and Confused soundtrack. That song, yeah. Yeah, and it's great soundtrack. People love it. Yeah. Uh, my voice. We're talking about like Peter Chris voice stuff. My voice fit the song really well. I didn't change the essence of the song. I just heavied it up and stuff. But um, the type of music you all dig and stuff, I know you love that. song. Well, I mean, if you're with Jack Russell's Great White, Black Oak, Arkansas. Every Mother's Nightmare, a very underrated band, by the way. I, you know, that's that's a freaking cool band. Um, I think we're gonna like what you're doing. I'm eager to check it out, Brian. What do you think? Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it, you guys have been nothing but gold to me here. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I, thank you. When, what's next for you? you? Got some shows coming up? What's going on? Yeah. Um, well, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, every year they have this big uh, uh, World Championship Hot Wing Festival. Yeah. And. Uh, it's my first hometown gig, and I'm headlining it. It's uh, Holy Tiger crap. Lane at Hot Wings and Rock and Roll. Yeah, it's, it's at uh, Brian knows <laughs> in, in Memphis, Tennessee. It's at uh, Tiger Lane at the Liberty Bowl, and uh, damn, my, not not too bad of a first gig for uh, little old me, you know. And what are the dates of that? <laughs> uh, that's August 28th. August 28th. Well. I don't know if I can make Memphis. I may try though. That yeah. makes that sounds cool. I'll I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll hit you up. I, uh, don't fly, you know, lost all your hot wings. You know, right, 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 right. <laughs> so we have Hammer Down Hard uh, coming August 28th yep. to the Wing, what is it called? The, the World Champion Hot World Wing Festival. Champion Hot Wing Festival. You've got some CDs out there. Check you out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. you got TikTok. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's not a lot about TikTok. Oh, no, Shane, put my head down. Well, I don't have TikTok okay, either, well, so don't worry about people it. to put your head down into. <laughs> no, well, everybody's you, popular. Our podcast popular. is available Spotify, Amazon, Apple, anywhere you go. So we're, we will, when we post this very special episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock, you say it better than I do, we'll make sure we link you in social media where, where we can find so you can help promote it. Okay, well, you both are Yankees, but now you're so much into Southern Rock. How does that work? I all through the Black Crows. Oh, okay. Yeah, all through so, our love of the Black Crows, and then hearing them talk about who they listen to, and and just peeling back the layers, and and a lot of the bands that we talk to now are the newer bands from the southeast that are that are so you know Blackberry Smoke kind of the, they're kind of like the, the the flagship for all that, and yeah. you know they decided they were going to be a people's band, and and all these bands have you know like fan Facebook pages, so it's. It's a chance for us to even get in on part of the promotion. So, well, it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Well, you, yeah. you you must be very familiar with the Memphis heritage. You know all the you know so much blues and stuff down Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It's so thick, you know, and it's uh, they're proud of it. In uh, um, so it makes it a little more difficult for somebody like me in a metal. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know we we coined the phrase Memphis metal, and that's what we are. Well, Brian and I are old metal guys. Like you know, and when, some still. Yeah. Well, I'm still in the metal, but you know, we got we probably. Love the metal stuff. I love score 70s rock. And then the Black Crows, to his point, kind of really got us into what's the Southern Rock thing about, you know, getting the Allman Brothers bands and, and things like that. And now we appreciate, like, some of the stuff that you did with your bands that you played in and, like, the Cinderella's and the Teslas, who still 
played Great and had white. that. Yeah. yeah. Junkyard. You know, a little bit unfairly linked into like hair metal. It was yeah. more blues or southern bass rock music. Yeah. Well, when the COVID hit, too. When the COVID hit. When I the mean, COVID, yeah. When, well, the thing is, all the musicians are hurting for, for right? cash. Yeah, shit, yeah. And so I was very fortunate. A, a buddy of mine just bought this 47,000 square foot building mm. and... Uh, we're making it in. He bought me on because I'm 12 versed in the music industry, and we're creating this new rock venue. It's like a 2000 seater. It's in uh, East Memphis. Yeah. And we're fixing to open that place up in about six weeks. So um, we're wow. going to be getting bands like, you know, wow. we're hoping the, the large, like, yeah. like the Teslas or even like, uh, you know, even like a Black Crows. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I like to stay current. I like to get like the band Ghost and stuff in there. Oh, right, Ghost. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, a good metal band. Yeah. So, I mean, um, they're one of the only new battle bands that actually kind of rose to the top because everybody's kind of stuck listening to older stuff, which I understand. It's sure. a familiarity kind of deal. But uh, there's so many great new bands out there. And, um, and even blues, you know, there's a lot of upcoming blues artists that are That's why I started the podcast. Let's get these new guys who don't get any promotion out out in the world. Yeah, they got they got babies and uh, kids to take care yeah, of. Yeah, they know? do. <laughs> you know, like I said, Led Zeppelin and stuff, you know, I love Led Zeppelin and all that. But, I mean, you know, they... They got. Uh, I'm not saying they got enough money or anything. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But a lot of these younger bands are raising families and they're having a hard time. Yeah. So maybe these uh, younger bands or the newer bands should maybe get part of that pie just because they got a. Absolutely. A I mean, they got families. Raised. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are going about the right way too. Like you know, having these bands come in. Festivals are really big, important. I know you're coming to a festival. Without these festivals, these bands don't get shows. And on on you know on bills and they support each other because of what you're talking about they all have to help each other make it and like that's one of the cool things about the scene right now is it's not real competitive it's everybody's trying to help each other survive yeah because we just did Rockfest, and uh you'd be surprised even a lot of these bands are breaking their own gear down yeah you know mm-hmm. because they're just trying to cut it's just expensive yeah you know i mean i've you know i got my own tour bus and uh i mean i, I feel very fortunate but, I mean, a lot of people are just trying to cut corners, whether, you know, hey, we don't have a drum tech or we don't have a... Right. You know, that's why I became a vocalist now, colleagues. Give me my microphone. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> hey, drummer, say, screw the you. drummer's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause hey, Lonnie, can you help me? You know how to do drums? No, screw you. <laughs> I play guitar. I go and put my amp and connect a guitar to it and maybe a pedal, and then I laugh at our drummer. You need any help over there? Just kidding. Screw you. <laughs> See, we can, we, can, we can poke fun at that now. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's all you good. can. Well, you guys are fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, and reach back out to us, too, as you get new albums and stuff. Man, we'd love to talk to you a little bit more and give you a full episode, whatever we can do. Yeah, just check it out, and you can get in touch with me if you like it. Uh, okay. You know, uh, send me a, a, a message on Facebook or whatever. I'm Lonnie Hammer. Yeah. Lonnie Hammer right. from Hammer Down Hard. Yes. Thank you for being on. You guys rock. Thank you. Thank you. Ace Von Johnson from L.A. Guns and also played with Faster Pussycat. Thanks for being here with us today, Ace. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Hey, man. What's Rock and Pod like for you so far? I, I'm having a good time. I'm a little, um, you know, this is the first convention I've been at in about probably two years, you know, obviously post-apocalypse. <laughs> and so it's a little strange just being around, you know, all these people and, 
and and you know it's not i've been to some concerts and some stuff since uh the last few months but everybody's you know hey man hey and i'm just right. like oh there's a lot of people you know there's a lot of people that i guess you know saying hi right so sort of weird. you're just used to me and the dogs you know so i'm like oh there's people oh okay. yeah you're a big uh rescue dog guy man yes sir nice. yeah you know what that's very respectful to Thank do that you. you know what people would treat dogs and animals like crap like they're the lowest form of human i sadly agree we shouldn't even have to say that but yeah yeah absolutely i'm a big uh, pit bull advocate yeah. and dog rescue right uh, I spend a lot of my. I try to spend as much of my free time invested yeah. into that. But yeah, like a lot yeah. of your social media is doing that. Like you know, you're, you're a good dude. I guess. I, well, know I just met you. <laughs> Let's not put the cart before the horse. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a big fan of animals in general. Yeah, they're a lot nicer than people. Uh, oh, for sure. But how's the weekend going for you guys? Good. This is our first rockin' pod, and I just said to Jason, uh, I think this is heaven. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty much heaven. It's cool. Everybody's been great. I mean, yeah. Southern Hospitality, you know, yeah. I'm an Angelino, so for me, I'm just still getting used to everybody being not a, not a jerk. Right, you know? right. But uh, I'm having a good time. I'm, you know, I'm here with my buddies. I'm over at the table with Rackman. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like my best friend, so we're just mm-hmm. making fart jokes and selling shirts. Well, know? he's right next to the res- resistant bike guys, right, with Tommy yeah, Steele yeah, and all yeah. of those guys. Yeah, big Tesla fan. Hey, um, so obviously our podcast, All Things Blues and Southern Rock, is yes, a blues and Southern Rock mostly. We do other rock there's too, some but blues scales and la gun well, songs th- that's what i'm that, that's what i'm getting into so really how much i know i know you've come on but you know um tracy's been there forever but really how much does a blues that kind of stuff really play into what you're doing uh well i mean at the end of the day rock and roll is that's the right. foundation is blues i mean rhythm and blues rock and it's all blues based right um I'm not a big, uh, as far as like a guitar player goes, I'm not a big like Locrian <laughs> scale guy. I would Locrian rather, scale. Now that's a deep cut there, man. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> I don't either know what it is. It's like a flat third or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't I, know. Somebody's listening to this cringing going, that's wrong. I don't know. I, I never, to be fair, I never took a lesson in my freaking life. I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, the, the blues scale, if you will, uh, with the flat fifth, so yeah. there it is. So yeah. I kind of know what I'm talking just about. So you know, like without the guitar major. in my hands, I don't really know so, what I'm talking. I can't explain it. So, I just know how to make it. You know, I don't. I don't know what it's called. I just know what it's d- sound it makes when it takes a man's life. You know, uh, the blues scale. I mean, that's like I would rather hear. God, you know, I would rather hear Muddy Waters or even like we're talking about contemporary stuff. Yeah, I would rather hear a Slash type yeah, solo. Got it. Than someone go like. Agreed. That's just me. Right. That's just what I want. Right. Um, all of my favorite hard rock or medi- med- medi- metal players, this one <laughs> beer is getting to me. Uh, <laughs> so so you're, you're a lightweight, is what you're saying. Well, to be fair. It's like I, half a Bud Light. Come I on. haven't eaten since uh, yesterday. They uh, had a lunch for me, and I missed it. Dude. So I'm going on, what is it, like 3 o'clock? Yeah. I would say in the last 30 hours, I've had a banana. And that's not a that's not a that's not a line. That is a tangible thing. Rackman and I drove around trying to find a place to eat last night, like two in the morning, and everything was closed. We're Even like, the Waffle House right next to us. Well, we didn't. It was there was was it sketchy? There was some uh, activity there that we chose to avoid. <laughs> you guys are rock and roll life. Right? Come on, is it, it was too sketchy for I'm you. Too old for this shit, man. <laughs> you know. So I, I swore. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, you can swear as much as you fucking well, want. Well, okay, I'll try to keep it dialed back, but. Yeah, it just, you know, two in the morning at a Waffle House anywhere in this country is going to be questionable at best. Let's just be honest. And so, it, anyway, so I'm 
needless to say, my one Bud Light or two right. thirds of That's Bud Light. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, you know, That's I'm fair. a little loosey goosey. But uh, and to be fair, I'm not really a lightweight normally. I'm just going on zero sleep, no food, and and strictly uh, alcohol here. You're blowing this image that Brian and I have of heavy metal, hard rock scene right now. Well, you know what? I do drink a lot of uh, Jack and ginger. Okay. So I can do that all day and function. But the uh, beer hits me differently. Same yeah. thing with wine. It just makes me you know huh. different, different buzz. But uh, you know, as far as the blue scale stuff, I mean. Some of my favorite rock and metal guitar players are bluesy guys. Sure. One guy that uh, I don't think gets enough credit is a guy named John Christ. He's on the first four Danzig albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his stuff was technical, but it was all very bluesy. Sure. And uh, when I was a kid, he was one of my still one of my favorite guitar players. And uh, I just always liked the you know the vibrato and the bendy stuff and you know the sort of bluesy bass stuff. But you know to be honest i mean i'm not you know i'm like a punk rock guy yeah yeah so i i can't go too deep into into that world and act like i know what i'm talking right. about mm-hmm. but you know really at the end of the day it's all robert johnson yeah i mean that's kind of where all this starts and then you get into you know the elvis presley's right, right, right. and the jerry lee lewis and all that stuff and then it just and then you get the new york dolls and then aerosmith and then it's everything else and then heavy metal and whatever right so blue i mean blues really does has laid the foundation for rock and roll absolutely blues and r&b music yeah you know so thank you for blues music yeah thank you blues music <laughs> well you know we do a lot of um contemporary artists people established people like we got uh, gorman from the black crows like, yeah. Kevin Martin from Camp. like we do that and we do a lot of new and upcoming guys and like you know uh we just had the dead deads people from the dead Dead. yeah definitely take stickers take as many as you want sure. um uh, you know, so we do that, and then we do like a lot of newer bands coming out. We've had like Tyler, Tyler Bryant, you know, oh, Nashville he's so guy. Talented. Oh, dude, yeah. that band is crazy. I just saw him live a couple weeks ago. Amazing. Yeah. Even Woodford is like can just play the shit out of a guitar. Yeah. Are there are there any new players or bands right now that are like inspiring you? Uh, gosh, nothing that's really bluesy. Yeah. Well, no, no, just um, any rock bands. This, this is a rock podcast. I know we got enough. the blues. I'm trying to like rock. lean. No, hard don't into do, the... don't help us out. Just talk, just talk your shit. Um, you know, there's a couple bands, uh, and of course, I can't remember what they're called. There's a <laughs> band called Spirit Box. That's this really interesting female fronted, like almost metal industrial, like interesting. They're an amalgamation of stuff. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even tell you what genre they are that I really like that actually Ricky turned me on to. And then, uh, man, you put me on the spot. And I, I know. Apologize. Like, dude, that's all right. That's all right. There aren't really we asked the hard questions. Like, well, who do you like? <laughs> I, again, I'm, like I said, I, sh- I should have been more prepared for this. Hey, hey Brian, I, take that Bud Light away from me. Yeah, would you? take this away. <laughs> You're cut off. <laughs> I, I, sadly, yeah. Well, you know, it was the thing. I woke up this morning at like 630 because one of the dogs was like, I want to go outside. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I got to do all this stuff. I was like, and I'm awake. So I'm going on like minimal sleep yeah. and, and the, doing the whole rounds. <laughs> yeah, right, and right, I'm, right. Just, I'm a little fried. So I apologize. You're I'm sorry. Good, you're I'm sorry. Good, you're I'm sorry. Great. Uh, newer bands. Uh, they're not too new. There's a band out of Orange County called New Year's Day that I really like. Uh, sort of like Warp Tour yeah. rock. We just had jo- um, leads, uh, Nick from... Uh, Joyous Wolfman from Orange County. Oh, you yeah. know those guys? I've heard of the name, yeah. That, check that band out. They're pretty fucking good. Okay. Like, just rock, hard rock. Very cool. I mean, there's. It's so weird to me when people say, oh, rock's dead or whatever. It's, like, it's not such dead. A, like, Shinedown's on an arena tour, Green Day's on an arena tour. Uh, 
you know, Guns N' Roses just hit the road yep. again. Um, well, let's talk about you guys now, like Guns. Like sure, you sure. just released this live album; it's yeah, fucking killer. A couple days ago, yeah. You know, and there's there is definitely renewed interest in this type of rock music. I mean, what do you what are you seeing as being a part of LA Guns right now? Well, it's so hard to say because we haven't really been out since uh, late '19. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to test the waters. I mean, personally. does it feel like people are but, really engaged, like with what you guys are doing, like this this rock music? Well, there's a core audience that's definitely interested in everything we do. But it, it, like a lot of bands at that level or our level, you know, it's not 1990 anymore or whatever everybody's heyday was. Right. But it seems like those bands though are being popular again. Like there's, there's. Well, I, I, it comes in waves, and I feel like it started kind of up again, like around. Um, Maybe the early aughts. Okay. I think, and I hate to admit it, but I think that Rock of Love show really brought a lot of attention. Was that Brett Michaels? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The host was Ricky Rack. Um. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get his name out of my mouth. Uh, so, uh, I mean, to be fair, he's my best friend. That jerk. But, um, you know, that kind of renewed this interest uh, amongst other things. With like poison and like, hey, whatever happened to Skid Row? And yeah. you know they were doing TV shows on like, you know, let's put Vixen back together. And oh like yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that show. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. I guess it was just like the next generation, and it kind of stayed steady. I think since then, there's been some you know fluctuation, of course. But you know, I mean, we're still able to go out and play you know three, five, twelve hundred people a night, whatever, on our own and. And I think that'll kind of stay that way for a while, I would like to hope. And, you know, I mean, there's always a new generation. You see these people showing up with their kids right. 10 years ago. And then now the kids are 30. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my daughter's six and I played her. And I'm like, geez, we're turning it into a, a tr- <laughs> what is that, genera- you know, the third generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's great. But, I mean, you know, bands that have been around that long or you get into 20-plus years as a career, you start talking about 30 years or 40 years or 50 years. I mean, my my parents took me to see the Stones when I was like fourteen. Nice. You, go, you know, and nice. I'm almost forty now. There so you go. it's like if I had a ten year old kid, which I don't, thank God, <laughs> uh, I would take my kid to see the Stones. You know, so it becomes that kind of thing. We're just passing it on. Right. It's the same thing with Kiss yeah. or Aerosmith. So I took my kids to see a Tesla concert and also Blackberry Smoke. Oh so, yeah, like, great! Yeah. I just saw them uh, recently on the Spirit of the South tour with Almond Betts and all that. I'll be honest, I can't remember who. <laughs> Great live, great live man, but they're keeping guitar rock. I mean, I had three guitar players, two drummers. Like, yeah. I, I think where I'm going with, I'm trying to go with this is, I think there's a definitely renewed interest in rock, and there's a audience and market for it. Absolutely. Hopefully, you're seeing that. Like, I've seen a bunch of t- LA Gun shit come up. There was early, so you had the new album. Yeah, like you know, you guys got a tour going on. Like, where are you, where are you going? Well, we're not really touring heavily, probably till. Probably till the new year. Let things settle down a little bit. I think that's the game plan. I mean, yeah. We've got shows for this year starting uh, in the fall. It's one of those things where, like, I honestly don't even know. like. I'm supposed to we get got it. people for that. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> someone will email me. Um, We're trying to give you your mo- our money, Ace. Where the hell can we give you yeah. money? <laughs> well, just donate it to a local rescue. Um, yeah, just there's some stuff coming up, and I don't know. Starting in October, or maybe November. Got it. The live album's out. We got a new studio album coming out in the fall. Checkered past. Uh, definitely oh. some. Some bluesy stuff on that. Yeah. Definitely some Zeppelin type vibes in there. Sure. Um, and uh, most of the tracks, when you, I think of like the hook, the riff in the songs on the new album, are total just uh, you know straight from the source blues riffs. You know, like you, you know. So uh, you know, we get the new record, and 
and then it'll be some touring next year. I already lost my train of thought. <laughs> that's got nothing to do I'm, with the bud. I'm trying to that's figure just, out that's how just do we the, give you that, money. That's the age <laughs> catching up with me. Um, who put the chewed up food in my mouth? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just you know it's. It's a great gig. I love my guys, and we got some stuff coming up. I'm excited about. I, I, I'm really happy with how the live record turned out. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Thank man. you. It really does. It's a really cool, uh, humbling to be a part of that sort of legacy of that record because that's like the big album. And uh, I was working out to the other day too, and it's a good album to work out to. Thanks. Yeah, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's got you know, it's kind of all over the place. It's some some punky stuff, some Aerosmithy yeah. stuff. But that's LA uh, Guns. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, and that's another thing that I enjoy about the band is there's quite an eclectic catalog, and the new record is very much that as well. There's some acoustic songs and some some dark slow tunes and some you know bordering on metal bangers and you know it's all over the place. I, I think it's cool. You know, when we talk about Southern rock, one thing that's that's uh, infamous about that is the two guitar players. I know that you guys aren't Southern rock, but can you talk at all about like the interplay between you and Tracy? Oh yeah, uh, I mean that's one of my favorite things. Is uh, somebody was asking me earlier about you know what's it like to kind of step down and just basically be Tracy for a while was jokingly calling me the other lead guitar player, and I was like, dude, no, I'm like the glorified rhythm guy. Like this is your <laughs> band, homie. You know, and so. Uh, I love that he'll come up with something and then I'll come back and go, well, what if I did this Thin Lizzy harmony thing? I'm like, you got me standing right here. I'm like, why would I just play an A chord when I could do this little (laughs) complimentary thing? And so it's been fun to kind of bounce stuff back and forth like that. We were in Vegas last weekend doing a music video and I go, because it was his solo section, and I goes, there's a harmony part in there, right? And he goes, yeah. And I go, do you mind if I play that in the video? I was like, it's in the track. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always been pretty gracious with letting me do, not whatever I want, but mm-hmm. more often than not, I would kind of either ad lib or come up with something or go, hey, you know, in the album, there's this, it's almost inaudible, but there's this sort of, a, you know, a third and a fifth or whatever the terminology is i don't know i never went to school i play guitar and i don't know i don't know what it is you know a flat 30th i don't know (laughs) and uh and then he's basically just like do whatever you want and if i don't like it i'll let you know and Mm -hmm. to date i don't think once he's ever been like don't do that Mm -hmm. so we have fun with stuff and a lot of times i won't even tell him anymore i'll just be like you know what i'm gonna do this harmony and if he says don't do that again, he'll tell me. Yeah. But it's usually after the gig, he'll be like, I don't know what you did in that B section, but that was cool. And I'll be like, yeah, it was, uh, I had a couple Bud Lights and uh, came up with <laughs> it. Didn't eat for three days. Yeah, I didn't eat for three days. And, uh, you need to make an album where you, nobody eats and yeah. you just drink Bud Lights. I think I was in that band at least twice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's cool to have the interplay. and uh, But, you know, I mean, Tracy's a underscore underscore legend yeah oh for sure and so i kind of you know i've been in bands where i've shown up and been like so what solos are mine and i showed up to this i was like look i'll do what you want me to do and i came in kind of thinking you know you do your homework and i saw some video and i've been on stage with those guys countless times just to dick around yeah and i kind of knew what i was doing and what they wanted what they were looking for and i showed up and you know well prepared and ready to do some harmony stuff like the over the edge solo and uh Kiss My Love Goodbye, which is a yeah. total bluesy. Oh, man. That you know, that to- dandle-dandle-dandle-dandle. Yeah, absolutely. And we harmonize that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's on the studio version, but at least how I learned it is it's on the har- Yeah, it's on the live. Like, it's played like oh, on the live. live. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And so, uh, 
you know, stuff like that. We yeah. have fun. Yeah. You I mean, know, even Jane's got that Southern rock, country, oh, all country. Totally. And it's a and classic. We, we dig deep into that, too. We we do some stuff where it's almost like uh, chicken picking almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know if I necessarily carry, necessarily carried my weight on that in the live album because it was so... Like, hey, we haven't played in a year. I hope I remember this. <laughs> not but an easy song to play either. Not it's easy. It's not hard. It's not easy. It sounds easy, but when you try to play it, it's not necessarily easy, that main riff. Yeah. Well, the main riff is just a C, a C natural chord moved up to well, See, to there, now, you, now you're doing theory at us. And I thought you, you didn't know theory. If you, if you pick it, rather than using a, a, a pick, if you, yeah. you, you do your fingers. fingers yeah. yeah, two fingers. That's, that's how yeah, I yeah, yeah. attack it usually. And, uh, and then we get a little jammy in there yeah. and make it a little... What was the term? Cow punk is cow the punk. term. We, we said, let's make it cow punk. So we kind of brought it back a little bit. And, you know, a lot of these songs, you get these bands where they're like, we played this for 30 years. How can we make this sound like it is on the album-ish, yeah. but still make it interesting for us? Right. So we kind of went that approach with it. You know, it's still one of actually, my favorite songs to play. I Man, I've loved L.A. Gun since that first album came out. Because I yeah, love too. that. Like that. I know it's called Sleeves Rock, but it really is like... Punk, yeah, blues, like it's all like a mix. And there's absolutely, and I think Tracy would tell you himself, there's absolutely a punk under undercurrent. Yeah, or, man. You well, know, Sex Action's a punk song. Oh, totally. Well, the drummer on the first album is Nikki Beat. And Nikki Beat was in The Germs and oh, The Cramps and oh, The Weirdos oh, and Gun like Club. The, the That's a L.A. punk hall of fame. Hall of fame. And I do believe, I, I'm I'm speaking on a turn here, but I do believe, in my opinion, that the reason Tracy brought him in was because of his punk yeah. street cred. Right. You know, because when that stuff was being written in the mid-80s, there wasn't really so, it was sort of like, we have long hair, but we're kind of the Joneses, but we're kind of Motley Crue, but we're kind of punk, yeah. but we're kind of this. And then they got Phil from Girl, and Phil, one of my favorite things about being in a band with Phil, Lewis is that he'll tell you flat out, he'll be like, I have no regrets about my age or any of this stuff. He goes, he goes, I got to see Generation X in 79 and The Damned in 78 and all this stuff, aside from the rock stuff, obviously, right, right, you know, right. UFO and yeah. stuff. Because as a punk fan, I like to wax about all that stuff with him too. And I think that's sort of, and it worked with that with Pussycat with me as well, with yeah, Tammy yeah, talking about New York Dolls. Yeah, hell this, yeah. This, everybody thinks of it as you know glam or hair metal, but everybody really, even like Spaghetti Incident from Guns Roses, those are predominantly punk rock songs. Absolutely. Fear, yep. The Misfits, Iggy Pop, The Sex Pistols. You know, those are punk bands. So everybody called from that stuff, whether it was earlier stuff, whether it was Bowie or The Dolls or T-Rex, all the way to, you know, L.A. punk rock. So and that's where I think I fit in well because I'm way more social distortion than I am Skid Row. Yeah, yeah. Know, well, you personally. look you look more social distortion than Skid Row you too. Know, you know, what's counting? You know, <laughs> this next one's called Sorry. Man, I'm social D's a fucking legendary band too. That's though. one of Those my top ten me. bands. Oh my god! Oh my god! So good. I'm not a big fan of live albums. Yeah. One of my favorite live albums is Social D Live at the Roxy. Oh. Yeah. It's so it's a really good live record. Yeah, yeah. We used to and pretty bluesy. Hate to say it. My band's covered story in my life before because oh, yeah. it's funny because we used to for some reason whenever we were affiliate like Roller Derby Girls loved us in our band so yeah. like that's a song that they liked and we would freaking play that song. It's a great song. It's a it, well, that's one of those ones that like even if you don't know Social Distortion, was like yeah, hey, Storm, everyone knows that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just yeah. it's got the hook like yeah. big big meaty hook that everybody just. 
Williams well, on too. They call that three chords and the truth. They, and that's Duff McKagan's show on uh, yeah. Sirius, Three Chords and the Truth. Yeah, I, we well, it's a, it's a, it's a punk. Oh, I, like, I don't know what's going. I don't Security. know about fire. I thought, well, that's what I thought. I was like, uh oh, somebody had too many Bud Lights in the bar. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a free chair next to you. Just throw it, Ace. Oh, it's <laughs> gonna uh, power me through the next four hours. Um, so, new album coming out this fall. Checkered past. Yep, we look for tour dates. Yeah. Um, all the same social medias we want to go on to find out everything. La Guns. Yeah, is doing. at La Guns and at Ace Bond Johnson. We're all pretty easy to find. You're super active on Twitter, like you and Twitter's Tracy my both main thing. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah, Tracy as well. I do not care for social media. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to candy coat and be like, oh, I love it. No, I hate it. Uh, but you're doing necess- good with the dog rescue stuff. Yes, though. it's a necessary evil yeah. for my position. Yes. And then also it's all my dog rescue advocacy stuff and networking. That's the one thing. When I wake up in the morning, I, I may skip over like, oh, you got tagged in a group photo. I'm like, right. okay, cool. <laughs> but if somebody sends me you know, some injured dog in Miami, I'm like, oh, I need to yeah. send that to my people in Florida or repost or whatever. Because it's just a priority to me. But right. that's what social media is great for or for you know keeping in touch with your fans or keeping in touch with your grandma or promoting a new record but overall i'm not a big social media right. but yeah twitter's my main app but you're a little bit active tracy's very active you oh, guys yeah. are really gracious with the fans and like yeah. all that stuff too Thank so it's, it's, I, it's I mean you're using it a shitty social media platform for a force of good it's nice to well, see well they're all yeah they all have their pros and their cons right you know and uh i just i like how sort of twitter's very my, it's a you know you only get what 160 characters or whatever 308 I don't know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah you can only say so much you know but so. you can be a real asshole in that amount of characters well, I too. hate to break it to you but there's assholes everywhere that's you know, true no matter where you go my family motto is we teach our kids this is don't be an asshole literally an like asshole. when they're being assholes we make them repeat it yeah and now you know they're not as much assholes as they used to be <laughs> good good, good parenting. <laughs> Brian, anything for Ace? Oh, no, I'm just glad. Uh, very grateful for you to come on here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Anytime you guys want to come back to promote the new album, uh, just let us know, man. We'd love to have you guys Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Our friend Matt Wake has come back on to chat with us. He's in person, live in, in person front of here us. At, hey guys, at, at the expo, you're much better looking live than on social media. But I do recognize you. Three dimensions <laughs> do become both of you, um, Jason and Brian. So, uh, 3D, yes. But thanks for hopping on here. Um, we didn't know you were coming. If I would have known you were coming, it's a we nice would, surprise. Yeah, man. I I saw you walking. I'm like, holy shit, that's Matt Wake. I'm like a, a, a conference ninja. I just kind of <laughs> you just appear. So <laughs> you materialize. <laughs> you are a professional journalist. Obviously, you came on our podcast to talk about your experiences with rock and everything. Are you here as a journalist or as just as a uh, what are we going to call it? A uh, civilian. 
You know what? I am here mainly as a civilian to uh, hang out uh, with people like y'all. My friend Greg Renoff, the great uh, Van Halen yeah. Rising writer, who I've been friends Hell with yeah. on the phone, texting, uh, social media for like nine years. First time we've hung out in person. And super cool guy, super talented writer. So, And it's great to see you guys. The in the guys. state of Morka, guys, we asked for our tables to be together. I mean, it had to be. It's, right? Because we're sort of, you know, we're a little bit of a square peg and some round holes around here. Brother podcast. Yeah, you, you guys are in the same uh, <laughs> podcast hemisphere of the globe, podcast globe. Uh, we are, we are. But, uh, you know, it's good to have you on. So you coming on here as a civilian, I mean, hanging out with your friend. Yeah. What were you looking to see and, and do here? Did you get memorabilia? Did you see some shows? Okay, probably the coolest thing for me Besides, you know, seeing, oh, talking to us, of course, right? Yeah, seeing sure. these sure. Uh, sure. I mean, handsome gentlemen right here, but uh, meeting in person some people I've interviewed for stuff before, yeah. like the old LA Weekly story I did, story I did on the Cat House, the um, kind of infamous Hollywood Club. Talked to, uh, excuse me, uh, Ricky Rackman, yeah. and just connecting with him and. Uh, I did a big story for LA Weekly on that metal show. Talked with Don. Don, Jameson. we had Don. We talked to Don we today. Talked to Don, he's so great. Did you talk to Ace? Um, uh, yes, got got a chance to meet Ace Von Johnson from LA Guns. Yep. Huge LA Guns fan. Well, yeah, you and Tracy have developed this really good relationship on Twitter. It sounds like he's he's, he's a fan of yours. Well, he's a cool guy, and uh, we've you know what you interview these people, you ask them good questions. Yeah, um, you know. You guys have developed those relationships, too. So, um, yeah, it's cool. That's a cool thing about what we do, right? Yeah, for sure, the connections. So you've got to actually meet some people in person that you've interviewed, kind yeah. of like what we've done here. Yeah, yeah. Did, you get any, did you get any vinyl? I did. So um, uh, and I kind of keep this list of, you know, I've tried to scale back. My accountant, <laughs> quote-unquote, has told me to scale back my vinyl purchasing. So what I do, I'll... I'll keep a running list. So, like, okay, uh, and uh, I checked a few things off. Uh, Judas Priest, point of entry. Um, wow. Yeah, you don't see that out a lot in no. the wild. And um, uh, Bark at the Moon, Ozzy, which it's gone. You don't see as much of it lately in record stores, and the price has gone up on Discogs, and I got it at a good price. Um, also, uh, I also got the Kiss album, Hot in the Shade, which you never see. It had a little love on it, but I got a good deal on that. And the first Rush album, the real oh, Zeppelin-y yeah. sounding one, uh, I had that on cassette, but I'm, I'm changing cars, and my new car doesn't have a cassette player. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, you still had a cassette player in your car. That's amazing. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, and what's even weirder is it was a 2002. Yeah. So it had the, a disc changer and the uh, it had the full package. Yeah, I mean that was like glorious, <laughs> like Every, everything you could want at, at one time. Believe it or not, uh, people that was impressive. We had a minivan, ah, you know, I'm dad that had a CD player, a tape player, and a DVD player. Damn, that's pig pimping. That is big pivot. And you know what? I wish more minivans would do the 70s van thing of like having an airbrushed like yeah. wizard or warrior Led goddess. Led Zeppelin album cover was always good, like House of the Holy or something. <laughs> that would be great. You should, a bunch of naked kids on the side of a fan. You know, 70s fan. You should definitely get that. Park in front of the school. Everything would be great. With wrong. an 8-track player. Are we going to slide you would back have to 8-track? Yes. Yeah, bring back the 8-track and some shag carpeting, wall to, wall to ceiling. <laughs> Um, so, um, 
Yeah, so that's what I picked up, and I picked up Greg a copy of Circus Magazine with a um, oh. uh, 83 copy with a David Lee Roth interview. So. Oh, no oh. shit. Yeah. Um, what a nice friend. Well, you know. I, it, you writers got to stick together. It's, it's part of my commitment to excellence. <laughs> um, so um, you guys got any new music you're digging or um, any? Brian, I know you. this isn't you. I know because we just interviewed her from one of the bands. Well, the Dead Deads. Oh, yeah. They, they're drummers from my hometown. A friend of mine, Yeah, Katie. she's Knoxville. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Yeah, I like them. Uh, heavy, catchy. It's kind of like Foo Fighters with Cheryl Crow on lead vocals. The, the I mean, some of it. I mean, but they're very, you can't really put them in any category. The new stuff's not quite as metal because now there are three pieces. It's a little bit, some uh, funkier, jazzier hooks. But they did promise the rest of that on some of the album, though, would be some of the heavier stuff. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they are uh, a trio, but not so much a power trio. It's kind of power poppy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some horns on the album now, wow, too. Cause, I haven't yeah, heard that. Yeah, man. Uh, their, their new single is uh, First Tooth that's out. The rest of the album comes out August 20th or th- 20th? 20-something, yeah. 20, I think the 20th of Friday. Well, they got two singles. The other one's Deal With Me. Yeah, yes. that one's really yes. good. Yes. So they, they've been good. They're opening from Candlebox right now. So yep. Kev, Kevin's yeah, got them yeah, out yeah. there. I know you know Kevin. I think you've interviewed Kevin. Yeah, and you he's guys have too. Yeah. We have, yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude, and we're going to have him do a video we do a thing called a, a quick hitter over facebook and stuff a video he's going to come on after the new album comes out in september and they get a couple two more tour dates on their shelf so we're going to check in with him try to get the dead daisies checked in um i'm digging um right now talking about new bands like i, I think when you're on we talked about joyous wolf a little bit i am still digging those guys like joyous wolf it's freaking great sound like just that's just a rock rock band so i've been listening to a bunch of their stuff right now um, their li- their lead singer is so good, so charismatic. He's crazy. I saw them open up for Dirty Honey a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And you know, um, Dirty Honey, they were good the last time I saw them on the EP, uh, you know, tour. But they're really good now. Dirty Honey. Is. Yeah, I just saw them open for the Crows this past week in Cincinnati. Did they hold their own? Did they, they win some people over? They, you think in the crowd? They did. My my only critique is. And this was on the Cincinnati Review of the State of America podcast. Was the guitar player did get a little derivative on some of his solos? Like he wore the hell out of the pentatonic minor. I think he's he's a good player. He's got a chance, and it's all about playing live, not the studio stuff. Yeah. To build his live chops a little bit. But they sounded great. Lead singer was good. They were good. They won some people over. I'm just an asshole and critical. Okay, so I got a a, a new track I like. It's a Nashville band since we're here in Nashville. Uh, this band, I think they're you know they're young, uh, Naked Gypsy Queens. I've heard about them. It's like them the third time somebody said oh, Magnolia Bio's done quite a few shows with them, or some shows with so, them. So, so uh, the other stuff's a little more indie, but it still kind of has yeah. a hard rock thing. But they have a new single, Georgiana. Um, it's got a kind of uh, jammy, hard rock, bluesy kind of Zeppelin-y, um, maybe a little early Crowsy, but I love. It. Not only do okay, it's a solid track. Uh, the sound I really like, and the video is cool. It's kind of like a mix of like the High as the Moon tour meets oh, wow. Too Fast for Love era Motley wow. Crue. They've got like candelabras and like it's dark, and they look very rock wow. in a cool way, but not 
over the top. Um, so I think they they might be a band to watch if if they can. You know, it's all about getting good songs. Yep. And so when I saw so I, a couple weeks ago back in Ohio, I saw Tyler Bryant in the Shakedown with the Georgia Thunderbolts. Two great young. Love Tyler. Bryant. Yeah, Ty, he, dude. That show was. Have you seen him live? I saw him open up for uh, Axel DC. Axel DC. No. Wow. Yeah. How, how, their state, the, the stage show for those guys. Now they were headlining, was amazing. Like it was more rock than blues, even though they did some of their older blues stuff. Yeah. Um, they, he gave a chance for everybody to shine, like everybody in the band. Like it was a, they're a good band. Just it blew my mind. And and then I stopped and talked to Tyler after the show. I'm like, hey, I'm Jason from all. He's like, did I talk to you? I talked to you guys. I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, how are you guys doing? And like, just a, just a nice guy. Just yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, things are going well for them. And I think yeah. it will continue to go well for them because they have good songs. They're yeah. good, good songs, good, good love, nice fans. Good people, nice musician. The Georgia Thunderbolts, have you checked them out? A little bit. They're the new Skinner, but not so much Countryish, more rock. I okay. definitely check them out. They have an album coming out in September. Uh, then Dirty Roses, which is I think also from your neck of the wood. They're yeah, from yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. They have a new album that's coming out at some point, but they've released two singles right now: Holy Roller and Sunday Drunk. Really good tracks. Definitely more rock, less country. Uh, check check those two tracks out from Them Dirty Roses. And someone else that we spoke to today, uh, young. Young lady, yeah. blues, blues rock guitarist, Jax Hollow. Jax Hollow. Really good. She shreds Jackson. on guitar, too. She's like From Nashville here. Shredder. Love Nashville rockers because, uh, excuse me, I love female rockers because thinking about it, think of how many of the best male singers sound like Females. Robert Plant. Chris Robinson. Chris Robinson. Um, sounds like Chris Robinson, you know, he's... He's, he likes his higher range. He likes to think he sounds like Tina Turner. Yeah, which is a great rock voice. I got speaking of the Crows. I got a question for you. So I'm going to see them um, September five at Oak Mountain. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of second set. So they're doing yep. Moneymaker. Moneymaker. Right. Yep. They're doing kind of a greatest hits and some kind of fit, uh, other cuts in the second yep. set. Here's a what's a song you guys would like to hear added to that second center worked in mine is gone from America. Oh, that's slams. Yeah. They life. played a conspiracy in Cincinnati and they haven't played that yet on that and they've hardly played that song live in forever and that kicked ass. Awesome. Gone's a good one. I would say Virtue and Vice. Huh, yeah, that'll rock. That rocks. Goodbye rock. Daughters of the Revolution. Ooh. That song rocks. You know, I was just thinking that War Paint album very solid, you know, for that era, and it rocked, but it kind of it struck the. I think Warpaint more than anything struck the balance between their jammy and rootsy side and the rock side. It, it found did. a balance in there yeah. that. Um, it's a great point. Um, I think was good for them. The, the, the first half was like the older crows, like the straight up rock. The second half was like new, the newer crows and like before the frost, like where they were starting to do a little bit more of that folky yeah, yeah. like Woe Mule and there's Gold in the Hills yeah. and God's God. Woe you know Mule. what I mean? Yeah, yeah like those. It, so that's a great point. Old crows and new crows on the same album. Yeah, it was a, I thought it was a strong, effective yeah. um, and gosh, man, you know I've been writing professionally for like 20 years now and I thought about this the other day. It's like how many times can I describe a hard rock riff? And I try new ways. <laughs> so I totally respect bands that are like 20 years in and yeah. they can still do good work and it doesn't... And not derivative of themselves. Or, yeah, paint, it's not Black Crows by numbers. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so, yeah. Um, and 
I'm so psyched to hear uh, the stuff that they've been working on with George Draculius and right. When are we going to get that? You know, do you have an inside scoop from your from your journalism? You know, I don't, but uh, I would think they're right now. Music business is mm-hmm. one part music, one part business. They've got this tour to do. Yeah, you know, it's just like the Wolfgang. Uh, when is they going to do an Eddie Van Halen uh, tribute concert? Yeah. There's no way that I seriously doubt they would do that until Wolfgang's done with his album cycle, mm-hmm. touring it. Well, because he's doing his own thing. He doesn't want to be Van uh, Halen. And also, like, Alex probably wants to let him, yeah. his yeah. Uh, nephew, have his, you know, turn. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so uh, you guys got any other uh, concerts? Well, going back to the Crow show real fast before yeah, yeah, I move it. Let's do it. There were two songs from Shake Your Money Maker that yeah. I thought were excellent in the... It, the me being a deep crows fan, yeah, yeah. Got, but the the crowd bought into it by the end. Sister Luck and yeah. seeing things those came off so powerful and so good live yeah. that the crowd cheered hardest for the end of, at the end of those songs than they did for anything else. So they cheered the loudest like when Hard to Handle came on or, or She Talks to Angels. But by the end of the song, the cheering wasn't as loud for Sister Luck or um, seeing things because those were powerful, powerful live. And timeless sounding. They sounded timeless when they came out. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe people haven't heard them in a while, which makes you appreciate it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I used to love this on my CD or tape. Of, what do you think about all in all? Um, I know you've probably offered this opinion, but just for this kind of section of your podcast, what what was your overall take on the show, the Moneymaker show? It was great. Like, I did the thing with Dave and Ian, and my anticipation was a six going in, and by the end, at the end of the concert, I rated eight point five. You know what? Those guys are at their best when they're playing rock and roll. And it was constrained rock and roll. We're playing the songs as they appear on the albums. We're not jamming, although I do love the jamming. My wife, who went with me, was not not a big fan of jamming. She yeah. really appreciated the concert, but it was good to hear them. Like, yeah, we can play in a box. I don't want them to do it again after this tour, but it was good to hear. Like, it was it was good, and they just. They hit it hard every song. Every song they hit it hard. And you know what? Um, I think what it's going to help them get is to reel in some of those you know, yeah. casual fans yeah. who took the off-ramp with yeah. Three Snakes. Yeah. Some of them did with the Marka, but a lot of them took the off-ramp. In my second snakes. set was Southern Harmony Heady, Heavy. It had Thorn of My Pride, um, uh, No Speak, No Slave, Remedy, um, Hotel Illness, all on it. And then there was... A Conspiracy and Wiser Time from Amorica. Nothing from By Your Side, which disappointed me, because I mean, they're playing kick-ass rock. You expect By Your Side. And nothing from Three Snakes. Yeah. And then they had... Was that it then? No, they played Soul Singing off Lines, which is a kick-ass song. I love That's one of my favorite Lady Eric Crow songs. Yeah, and, and they clearly like to play it. Oh, they do. They play, even in the... The uh, eras where they were mixing up yeah, the sets, yeah, that and Wiser Time, you're almost guaranteed yeah. to hear. But soul singing always puts a smile on everybody's face. It's got a good groove to it, you know. It's just you got the they had the background singers back now. They really add to the, you know that gospel sound. Yes, and I think um, that was a good move too. Oh, they could not do some of those songs with as much as I love Spin and everybody else doing backing vocals when they lost Charity and Mona. It detracted from their live performances. That was my biggest critique against late era crows before they stopped, you know, stopped in thirteen or whatever. Is they didn't have the singers anymore. And that, you know, it's like my morning song. Gotta have the singers. Gotta have the singers. Gotta have the singers. For my morning song. Gosh, yes. Um, Yeah. So uh, 
I think that's a great move. Um, do you guys have any other concerts you're looking forward to? What else is going I'm, on with I've got a pretty good run coming up here. Uh, August 27th, Them Dirty Roses in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Good live band. Uh, the very next night uh, in my hometown, Moorhead, Minnesota, which is across the river from Fargo, North Dakota, where I live, is there's a big barbecue music festival, the Sister City Smokeouts, and I'm going to be seeing Whiskey Myers on August 28th. And then Blackberry Smoke, September awesome. 3rd in Minneapolis. And then October 24th in Minneapolis, The Stones. Wonderful, man. Uh, how many times have you seen The Stones? Uh, eight. This will be nine. Wow, man. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, I've been... Uh, I just bought a new car. It's new to me, so I've been, you know, one of my favorite features on a car is once I have it paid off and I don't have a car payment, so I've had that for a while. And the cheap seats were basically what my car payment is, so yeah. I'm like, for now, I <laughs> don't know if I'm going to go, but God, they are, they still bring it, man. And I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Steve Jor- Jordan does with the drums and... Um, you know, that's a hell of a thing to be looking forward to, Brian, is yeah. the Ro- a Rolling Stones yeah. concert. And I love it. You're so good about uh, you really have your thumb on upcoming bands, and you mentioned a couple of them there. And I think that's one of the coolest things you guys do, and one of the things you're really good at is, you know, um, kind of being a little ahead of the curve and just lifting up some of those new rock bands. That's all, Brian. Keep doing I tr- it. I try. <laughs> Well, Matt, yes. this is your first rock and pod probably, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Before we end out everything, give us a rating. Give us, what do you think of rock and pod? Uh, I was looking forward to it, and it, big smile, Exceeded man. your expectations. It is. You know, it's, it's small enough to be comfy and not under, underwhelming. They've had cool enough stuff. You know, Matt Penfield. Yep, we talked uh, to Matt. I mean, how awesome is he and... You know, he uh, sat right down and just started going. Oh, I love Southern rock and blues, and like that. Like, we didn't even have to say shit. He just yeah, started he going, just just started just giving you yeah. gold. He's a professional, walking like hard drive of music. Um, but like I was saying, small enough to not be overwhelming. Have cool enough stuff where it's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, you know, that's um, you know Matt Penfield and Ricky Rockman and Mark Goodman talking about MTV. Yeah. Oh, that's Pamela DeBar, De- DeBar, yeah. rock <laughs> legend, man. Um, you know, all kinds of cool stuff, and um, I, I would recommend, and how af- very affordable. Yeah. Um, yeah, the tickets are cheap. If you live in Nashville and you like rock and roll, I think it's kind of like a, a gym. I got the platinum thing for us, and it wasn't very expensive at all. It really wasn't. It's was like I, maybe 150 bucks. So super affordable for us. And then, you know, we got to be here a couple of days to travel, but like not bad. I think what was your fee, 20 bucks to get in? 20 bucks man I mean wow. think of all the like jive ass stuff you pay 20 bucks for now I mean uh, <laughs> I mean and then this is like in like we, I think we may have talked about earlier just the kind of rock community vibe yeah. these are our people man yeah. like I said to you this is like heaven yeah you know everybody's I mean? cool with our each people. other yeah. Yeah. yeah like no egos with anybody or anything else um, we've heard we've only heard a little bit of that very few but mostly it's like pretty like badass like everybody's really cool and into it and someone else I was really glad to meet finally is Philip Schaus, who's from Decatur, awesome guitar player, bassist. He's uh, in both the Ace Fraley solo band and the Gene Simmons solo oh, band. Oh, really? And I've interviewed him 
a bunch of times over the phone. He's from my neck of the woods. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those people that's uh, it's so cool to get the three-dimensional right. thing with. And, um, uh, yeah, big, so, big good time here at the Rock and Pump. I was, with, I was telling Brian, I went to one of the um, business whatever ones and was all about how do you get better guests on. Not important to the story. I heard her voice coming from behind my head. I'm like, I know that voice. It was the guy that was the Rock and Review podcast. I was on it to do Layla, another sort of love songs. He doesn't do video chat, so I had no idea what the dude looked like. As soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, hey, Chris, Jason. You know, like, hey, he's like, hey. I thought that was cool. That's awesome. And now you're on here. Yes. You get to pimp. What what do we have to look forward to from Matt Wake? Okay, so I got an interview with John Five, you know, talking about, you know, playing. He's in Nashville right now. Playing guitar with uh, David Lee Roth and Paul Stanley and uh, the stuff he's doing on his solo tour. I've got an interview coming up with uh, Dave Perner from Soul Asylum. Yeah, nice. He was awesome. Minnesota guy, right? Yeah. In Minneapolis, yeah, man. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, got something coming up. Uh, it's uh, with the band Hanson, who just recorded an album at Fame. Taylor, the singer, super nice. And I like getting a little outside of rock sometimes yeah. because mm-hmm. music is music. Um, sure. And uh, another one, I think I said earlier, uh, I've got a interview I've had in the camp uh, for a little bit with uh, Artemis Pyle in yeah. regards yeah, yeah, yeah. to the... I look an- forward to that. Yeah, yeah the he's in- talking to the Cito Morka guys, yeah. The anniversary of the uh, 76 Nebworth Skinner mega right. show. Yeah. So that was great. Um, and I have some other stuff coming up too, but those come to mind. Are you going to ever write a book? You know, I've got a couple of book ideas, um, and the thing is, you know, I, I'm blessed to have a, a good staff job writing yeah, for yeah. the Birmingham News, Huntsville Times, yeah. Mobile Press Register, AL.com. And as, you know, I'm 49 now, and uh, some of the freelance opportunities have changed a little bit, so I've kind of backed off that a little bit. Um, but the thing about writing a book is, like, I write all week, so it's... Some at this work. point, at this point, it's like the guy who um, works construction. Does when he comes home on the weekend, does he does, right. does he want to build a shed in the yeah, backyard? Right, right. Um, but I love to write. But it's also like I'm 49. I'm liking spending time with my family. Yeah, I'm liking you know now that we, we've got a little more freedom for now. Yeah, for now. God. He's off Delta. Come on. Come on, Alabama. Get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, please. Uh, but Your I, governor even came out was like, please get vaccinated. Please. But, you know, being able to go out and do stuff, yeah. spend my time that way. But, yeah, I've got a couple of book ideas I really want to do. And, you know, hanging out with Greg Renoff is inspiring with sure. that because, you know, the, the Van Halen Rising book and his Ted Templeman book. Uh, like Ted called him while we were hanging out in the room, and it was a trip, you know, to yeah. hear him talk with Ted. You know, producer Van Halen, mm-hmm. producer of Little yeah. Feet, uh, Doobie Brothers, right. all this cool shit. Holy crap. I love the Bullet Boys, and he produced mm-hmm. them too. A little smooth up in you. I love smooth up in you. <laughs> um, I ever interviewed Mark one time about, and he said that, he, you know, that that intro, smooth yeah. up yeah, in Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that in two takes. Oh, you did really? that really well. I know you play guitar, do you also sing? Yeah, I can uh, tell. I know you're, you've been in bands. I have, yeah. and you know, more people read my stuff than showed up for the gigs. But I had <laughs> had fun doing that, and you know, I'll play guitar on my on my own time. So you know, you can do that till you drop. No one can ever take that from you. Well, no, and before we let you go and close out, the reason I asked about the book is uh, 
I'm a fan of your writing. You're a really good writer. Oh, You've got a you, really man. good voice, and you know you interact well with the rock community. And I like the way that you write. So, me a personal thing, I was hoping you're going to write a book. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, it's I really be a appreciate heck of a that. commitment. A lot of time. A lot of time, um, and you know, it's got to be something. I want something that is going to connect, yeah. and I think I have an idea or two that will t- connect. But and you also want to be original. Yeah. But you you just don't want to put it out there and like it not be something that will connect with a certain niche. You hope it res- is big enough to resonate. Right. And I, I'd love to do that because I can see a band grab you and say, "Hey, help us write our story." I would love that. There are certain bands I would love to do that with, and you know, because I, I would love to write a book because I know how much I've loved the books, the rock books that I love, like by Chuck Klosterman or by Greg, mm-hmm. you know, or these other people. Steve Hyden, Hinden Hyden. How do you pronounce his last name? Like I think it's Hyden. Yeah, yeah. I, my understanding. He's done a couple. I haven't read them, um, but I. My understanding with the Gorman book is, and I could have this wrong. It's secondhand information that. He mainly helps. Uh, Gorman wrote it, and he helped right. him shape it. Yeah, yeah, because he's. I mean, he's a writer, and Gorman's not a writer. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, Hayden's talented, no doubt. Yeah, but it, I would love to pass on, give somebody else something cool to read too, because I love reading cool rock stuff. Hell yeah! Well, you're good, dude. You're one of my favorite writers. <laughs> They're writing about rock, rock now. Thanks Thank for you, Jason. Unexpected, Pippi for unexpectedly sitting down with us and taking the time. We appreciate that. Oh, man, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, man, you guys are doing cool stuff. I, and uh, I dig how you keep lifting up these. I learn about new bands from you guys. And, um, you know, and that's so. what we're trying to do. There's a lot of good music out there without a uh, platform. Totally. And, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts are, you know, it's centered around legacy acts, and mm-hmm. we love those. And it's, those guys have great stories, and they're also charismatic. They have great stories and they're good at telling them. But I love we we need new rock too when it's good. So you guys do a good job of lifting up. Thank you cool so much. Stuff. Thank you, Matt Wake, our friend, for uh, joining us again here at Rock and Pod Nashville. Thank you so much. All right, appreciate it, guys. Later. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the second installment of these Rock and Pod episodes of the podcast. Next Friday morning, we will have for you the third installment with Brother Dusty from The Reveal, Connor Shank, and our little sister, Jax Hollow. The following day, Saturday afternoon, you'll get part four with Todd Poole and Josh Wow from Roxy Blue, and Anthony Quarter and Keith Douglas from Tora Tora. Thank you again for joining us, and until then, Southern Rock is reverent and blues is blood. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 